0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rap.
1: Hello, hello and you're listening to the Awful and Awesome Entertainment wrap with me Dipanjana Pal and... Rajishri Sen. Today is a very special episode. Mm. One because Rajashri is exploding with laughter for no reason whatsoever. So expect hysterical <laughs> giggles.
0: No. The no. little It's gasp. a very serious podcast, please don't.
1: Moment. Yeah, so that's one. The other part is that this week's podcast is both recorded and produced by Kartik usually Anilji sits and records the podcast, but today Kartik is doing both, which means... Because he's expanding his skill set. That's true. Widening horizons, expanding his skill set. Thank you, Kartik. He's also talking to himself as a result. Mm -hmm. We, on the other hand, are going to talk to you about very, very funky things that have been happening in the world of entertainment because, let's face it, this is when all the fun stuff comes out from Bollywood. Hmm. And so we have seen Ranveer Singh's Bum as a result, in a an effort, little bit only. the whole bum was no, visible. But quickly, like if you blinked at that time, it was gone. Exactly what we think of that and other parts, we will tell you. We're also going to tell you about the new trailer that's been released for the remake of Mani Ratnam's OK Kanmani. OK, Janu. I feel the need. <laughs>
0: That's the name of the film, just in case people think that's what I call the Pandora, (laughs) affectionately.
1: We've also got SRK's new ad in which he invites you to go to Dubai. There's a trailer for a new show that's starting later this week, which looks really interesting. It's called The Trip. A little bit about India's favourite jewel fascination, Kohinoor, because there's a new book on it that's been written and uh, by William Dalrymple and Anita Anand and finally we take a trip to la la land but first it's to paris hi i am shaira paris best tour guide har indian jo mere tour pe aata hai mujhse puchta hai kya chai ke sath kadak pav nahi milta maine apne aap ko pura french bana diya french kiss kar liya bloody steak khaliya i even learned to appreciate art par this baguette so this Friday, Be Fikre, starring Ranveer Singh and Vani Kapoor, directed by Aditya Chopra, was released. Now, Be Fikre was going to be the great golden hope of Bollywood in a
0: year of reasonably bad yeah, commercial runs. So Aditya Chopra had made the uh, new age romance film, which was Dilwale Dulhanya Le Jayenge, way back in 1995. 21 years 21 ago. 21 years ago, but... That was like pretty much revolutionary because we had not seen a romance like that with youngsters who are traveling on uh, what Euro she, Rail. Oh, she was on the Euro Rail, and they live in America, and they stay no, in, oh, in England. In and England, and they, uh, they are traveling through uh, Paris. They did. She went to Paris. Where Switzerland, actually. Well, they go, well, they go they ran, through. They yeah. go through Europe. And then they come back to India, to the heart of Punjab and have a shadi in Punjab. So he had put the entire mix together. And For all its quirks is a film worth watching. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. and It's it had, ridiculous.
1: Yeah, but it's very sweet. And it really tapped into something that Bollywood hadn't realized until Aditya Chopra, Hmm. figured it out which is that there is an NRI audience yeah so Befikre kind of is the next step with that so instead of targeting an NRI audience though it's the NRI being served up to India yeah so Vani Kapoor's character is brought
0: up in Paris yeah she considers herself I French. I think she's born also because she says they say that. Th- so even I had got confused because they are from Bhatinda, I think they say. Uh, the Her parents are from Bhatinda and they are chefs. They are chef restaurateurs in uh, Paris. Paris. They have an Indian restaurant there. And uh, they say that, oh, because you've always been here, you've never appreciated anything. And she also tells him when she meets him that I'm French. I'm yes. not uh, in. I'm not Indian by, as a nationality. Right. And, uh, but he is Indian. He's from Delhi. He is uh dharam, dharam gulati. Yes. It doesn't get better than that. And he, to me, is the worst, both of them, hmm. are the worst embodiment, uh, the embodiment of the worst kind of Indian abroad. Did you enjoy the film? No. Why did you not enjoy the film? So I felt it was uh, first this sort of uh, theory that a modern romance therefore means that all you do is have copious sex without any strings. Died. So it was a lot like uh, what was that film with Mila Kunis? Uh, Friends with benefits. benefits. So, but it didn't have Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. So it's Justin, it, Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Then she did another one with uh, Ashton Kutcher again with the same. So the film is about two people who meet each two youngsters relatively in the sense they seem 26 27 years old and they meet each other and they really get hot and heavy and then they decide that because she has a job which keeps her busy during the day she's a tour guide and he is a stand-up comic Indian stand-up comic performing Hindi stand-up comedy in his friend's new indian performance uh, whatever space and he can afford an apartment a room in that apartment and then an apartment in paris which most people who have been working for a decade in paris and a normal job would not be able to afford but then that is aditya chopra's understanding of uh, life But the thing
1: is, like you said, nobody goes to a YRF film expecting realism. So fair enough. What I didn't understand was why this had to be... A stand-up comic because that was not filtering into the story at all. At all. all. Right? Um, he's not funny to begin with. He yeah. tries entirely too hard which is true of a lot of comedians off stage hmm. because they're constantly trying to get punchlines but they're usually better at it than yeah. he was. But my fundamental problem with this story
0: was that it completely lacked heart. That's what you didn't... Okay, see you don't anyway... Many of these films you don't end up caring for any of the characters. But the characters did not make sense. They also didn't get into why. So the film starts with them already living together and they are breaking up. And then it does this time travel where it goes back and forward and back and forward like that. But one, they don't get into why they broke up. Because their sleep patterns weren't yeah. matching and yeah, crap like that. because that's a good enough reason. As so any. the
1: understanding, if this is the understanding of young people... Um, I had written this in my review as Mm. well that I was very curious to know what the box office collections of Befikre would be like because um, there was a lot of anticipation for this film and it's targeted at a young Mm. lot presumably in a young population like India's if it was not appealing at some level then this is not a film that would do well now while Befikre's box office collection is not amazing it's steady it's steady it's It's done well And the reason why that is interesting to me is that I don't think these audiences that are going there are saying that, oh, yeah, this is how we this is how our relationships work that, you know, we just Mm. constantly make out without any rhyme or reason. But what this what this sort of attitude conveys is that pushing at boundaries is Mm. that sort of pushing at restraints. There's a eagerness to to shock in a way that is going to break down certain conventions and I think that's what has appealed to audiences so I don't think it's about accurate representation but quite to the contrary what's the what is the subliminal message in many ways of saying that, come, we're going to have sex publicly, which is essentially what they do yeah, pretty that's much pretty everywhere. Much the,
0: so the film, just in case you're wondering what it's about, they get together, they start living together, they break up, and then they become friends. They become really good friends, and uh, she finally meets someone who. So Ranveer Singh keeps bonking various women, and she meets this guy who I really like, the investment banker. So the investment banker in the film, his the character's name is ane Uh, Which I didn't understand, but even then... So I personally found that the film improved
1: significantly after intermission... When they were yeah, friends. Yeah, they did. And uh and because you actually got a sense of why they're attracted to each other, what they're doing for no, each and other. the
0: friendship seemed uh relatively Credible. normal. I also like the way I really like the way the parents were shown and especially how the parents were as in her parents, we don't see his parents, were uh dealt with the breakup because like most relationships in which we see around us nowadays when you're going out with someone, that person is in your house yeah. and is very much part of the family and also when they break up i like the fact that she looked at her mother and she said you are to delete his number from your phone and you are to remove him from your facebook friends list so i can imagine saying this i've done i think that was one
1: of the few moments of observation
0: yeah and you like you'll say things like stop taking his call and stop being so nice why are you being so nice and also those there were some little uh Sort of details which were nice but then she basically after they become friends Vani Kapoor falls in love with this uh, not falls in love but she meets this investment banker who is the best advertisement for investment bankers as I wrote because no investment banker I have ever met or anyone has ever met. Is such fun and so relaxed. No, no. And <laughs> they can be cute, she said from personal <laughs> yeah. experience. No, so but no, no. So the, this so guy... I liked his character. He was, it was normal.
1: And it was surprising. That yeah. was the only moment of surprise in the entire yeah. film because obviously there's no suspense about how Befri Krab was going to yeah. end. Let's be fair. Huh. Um, but this character of Anay played by a young upcoming actor called Arman Ralhan.
0: Um, he's fun. He's fun, he's cute looking and you do root for him. Yeah. So you know what's sad when you said that thing about uh, that we all know how it will end because we do know how a Hindi romantic comedy will end. It was sort of similar in my best friend's wedding when uh, Rupert Everett is there giving her support, Julia Roberts' support and she's trying to break up this guy's wedding. But at the end, she's with Rupert Everett who is her gay friend Mm -hmm. and it's all. She's quite sad in a way that uh, the chap she likes has got married to someone else. But that is normal and that's real. But that would most probably not work in with an Indian audience. But the film, for all it was touted to be, was there was zero chemistry between Ranveer Singh and Vani Kapoor when they are making out. her like, Oof,
1: get honestly, over it. if
0: I didn't have to review the film, I would have walked out. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, same with me. And of course, uh, I did stand, no, I should have stood up, but I didn't when the anthem played before. That oh. would have made me walk out, maybe. But I can't. Let's sitting. not
1: get into why this is what came to my mind when you said anthem, but tell me what you felt about Ranveer Singh's bum.
0: I was hardly there in one second. What if I had looked away just at that second? But it's re- there for barely a second, but he has a nice ass. Indeed. All of which is bad. Or as Vani Kapoor says. I was
1: just checking out his ass. Speaking of stand-up comedians, they're clearly the flavor of December Hmm. because the Viral Fever's new web series called humorously yours is about being a stand-up comic.
0: Yeah. So I watched it and I the first episode is only out and it stars uh, Vipul Goel playing Vipul Goel, and he is so he's a stand-up comic who's been around for a while but he hasn't made it big in this uh in this series and he is married to Rasika Duggal who has a normal job, she's not a stand-up comic. And it's about him uh, trying to make it big. And there are these other stand-up comics who have managers and they are going to perform in Dubai and all. He hasn't even been invited to the Dubai... Uh, this, I think it's an event where all of them are going to be performing. So what I liked about it was that... Uh, I felt the depiction was correct of how you'll have this one useless friend you take along whenever you're doing anything. Even when you're acting in films, you'll say you at least come for the film. Because you need a cheerleader. Yeah. And usually the friend can be quite a dampener, but like you're stuck with this. So he has this friend who goes along with him for his shows and who's supposed to take his pictures while he's performing. The friend forgets and so on. So I thought that was a nice uh, touch. I liked Rasika's character. Hmm. I like that equation basically between husband and wife that they showed uh, because it's it's like you can make out there's a certain level of fondness for each other, but it's not soppy kind not of fondness. At all, thank yeah. God. And I like the. So he meets someone, Vipul Goyal meets someone who offers to be his manager. That hmm. is what the first episode is about. And in the beginning, I thought the manager was sort of uh, tailored on Vijay Nair. He did look a bit like Nah. Then they, of course, show that the manager is. Uh, stealing his money so I thought naturally it can't I don't think so. <laughs> so I think he's done loads of yeah, good for stand-up but comedians I, you didn't like it so um, I
1: found it a little boring I have to say um, maybe because I just have higher standards yeah. for comedy um, having known a few uh, stand-up comedians good ones well, for me, what happened was that I like the tone with which it started, that it's restrained. It's not going for the uh, raucous slapstick comedy. But what I found lacking was a certain amount of energy. Like I didn't quite know so did why, I him, why I should care about him. why I didn't get why I should care about this particular character for a long time in that episode. It's also a
0: long episode. It's it 30 is. minutes.
1: And technically, 30 minutes is not such a long time, right? Yeah. But the, the problem in some ways with a web series is that you don't have advertisements with which to That's break what, something up. And consequently, what you desperately need is for it to be tight. Now, this uh, film has been written by Amit Golani, Anand Singh, Anandeshwar Dvivedi and Vipul Goyal himself. Loads of writers. Hmm. You have Arunab Kumar of The Viral Fever, yeah. who's part of their uh, sort of creative hmm. thing, I guess. He's also the producer. And it's been directed by Amit Kolani. Again, like there's so much, um, so many minds come together and yet you can't give me a character that I care about straight off. That's yeah. a problem for me. Um, that said, I wish there was stuff like this on TV because yeah. it would be good to know how tv audiences appreciate this stuff or not i think it would work really well on tv
0: yeah but i still think i think it's worth watching because uh it's better than some of the online stuff that has been because i keep seeing like one series is starting or the other and it's definitely better than the rest so maybe it will pick up it to me it held a certain amount of promise but uh, because but it's there's... also
1: actually worth keeping in mind that TVF mm-hmm. or the viral fever have produced very good web content. Permanent roommates was very good. Yeah, uh, they've they've got a storytelling uh, style and they know how to even keep that it tripling. Going. The tripling was also quite yeah. good. So yes, there is reason for hope. But I have to say I wasn't totally sold on episode one. Like if I would not watch episode two
0: just for the joy of it. So there's a new trailer out. And it's uh, like it was promoted and promoted on Twitter. It wasn't stopping. There were reviews about it also, which is for OK Janu which has been produced by Mani Ratnam and Karan Johar. The reason why we're seeing Mani Ratnam's Hmm. uh, name
1: being associated with OK Janu is because OK Janu is the Hindi remake of Mani Ratnam's 2015 film, OK Kanmani.
0: And it's basically about what I got from the trailer, at least, is uh, it stars Aditya Roy Kapoor and (laughs) Shraddha Kapoor. And it's about a couple who is uh, very young. They are like, 20 or 21, because they are talking about going abroad to study. No, so, maybe, people can do that for their postgraduate no, no, education they are saying as well. They were but like they're, they're very are, young. They are yes. very young, and they decide that they, they are basically in love, and they tell their uh, families that they are going to live together, therefore. Because after that, both of them are going to different cities to study, different cities abroad to study, and it's about their living relationship that they have in Bombay. Naseeruddin Shah plays uh, one landlord, and Leela Samson pay- plays the other land, like she's the landlady. And this film is directed by Shahad Ali. Yes. who had made one very good film, which I had liked, the one with Rani Mukherjee and Satya. Vivek Oberoi. Satya, which was, at least at that time when I had watched it, I had really enjoyed it. After that, he has not made such good stuff. And uh, it's this also holds a little bit of promise because Gulzar is the dialogue writer. Rahman has composed. Like, they've got a nice group of people working on this. Also, the
1: Tamil original hmm. um, was was quite charming, it has to be said. Okay, uh, I quite liked it. It did fall apart in certain points, hmm. but by and large in the Tamil original, you had Dulker Salman playing Aditya hmm. Roy Kapoor's role and Nithya Menon, Menon. playing huh. um, Shraddha's role. Nithya Menon was absolutely luminous and Dulker isn't bad either, hmm. but um, it meandered a little bit and uh, there's a certain kind of bias that shows up towards two? being immature, being a good thing. Oh. Which is an interesting kind of point of view because it's it's something that... Actually, I'm not going to give it away. Yeah, don't... Because sh- for those who haven't seen the Tamil original, uh, this will be completely new. Um, so here's the thing. I mean, these two... Aditya Roy Kapoor and Shraddha are a hit pair, as it yeah. were. Uh, Aditya Roy Kapoor's big break was actually with Ashiki 2, mm. which he did with Shraddha. No one expected that film to make even its production budget. Yeah, but it well, went it on did. to make a hundred crores. So that was like a wake up call for entire Bollywood that, oh my God, look, it works. Even when there isn't any um, name associated mm. with the film. Uh
0: that said, I have
1: zero hopes for this film.
0: I just found it like it did nothing for me the trailer. Also, the trailer is also an exact remake
1: of the Tamil trailer. W- the which songs which may be
0: no, which may be a good thing that they have not tried to reinvent the wheel, but it just I don't know maybe I don't particularly care for Shraddha Kapoor. So but that sample this sample this
1: My parents
0: are architecture. My US job is accomplished. I'm going
1: to the US. This
0: is love. This is love. This is love. This is love. is This love. This is love. This is love. This is This is This is
1: <laughs> There's a, What is in the clip is the point at which Shraddha turns around to Aditya Kapoor and says Are we, Is this paap because we're having sex? And, yeah, he, and he turns said, around and says We need bai, to have yeah. it four times more yeah. Then it won't be paap
0: Who talks like that? That's what, the conversation But that is a problem So I was going to say this in fact That uh, Gulzar while having scripted Fabulous scripts, the scripts he's written and his dialogues earlier. Even in Mirza, I felt this, that the conversation between a couple is we don't talk, forget we, no one I know talks like that, has that kind of conversation. So I I felt that came in over here as well.
1: So yeah, exactly what you said about Golzar, And I can't help but remember somebody like Diablo Cody hmm. coming in with Juno yeah. and making... Everyone sit up because of the freshness of the writing. And the fact is, when you're young and you're connected with the youth, you, know. you will just be able to pick up exactly. the crackle of language much better than when you're older. And it doesn't have anything to do with your basic innate ability with words. I have no doubts about that so far as Golzar is concerned, no, which is obviously. why his
0: lyrics are beautiful. Still so beautiful. It's just that, that normal con- uh, conversation, that the banter that you would have, is doesn't sound true to life as we, we know We speak it. it. Yeah.
1: Speaking of fantasies, it does not get more fantastical than... Apparently, you know, sitting at a restaurant in Dubai and, you know, ordering a meal because that's what you do in a restaurant yeah. and you look up and who
0: should be serving it to you but Shah Rukh Khan. Anything is possible. In, in Dubai. Yeah, in Shah Rukh Khan's Dubai. So Shah Rukh Khan has made an ad for Dubai tourism, which is called, uh, this is my Dubai. Hashtag be my guest. And... Uh, it's quite a cool ad, actually, in the sense that if this is what I'm going to get in Dubai, I will go visit. Sold. Because honestly, why would you holiday in Dubai? Unless <laughs> you're. Like, why would you? It's such a horribly plastic. In the age place. of domin- demonetization. Don't holiday anywhere. Don't actually. holiday anywhere. Yeah, but this ad, please watch it because it is Shahrukh Khan who has gone from West Bengal selling West Bengal tourism. He is now selling Dubai tourism. He owns large pieces, large expensive pieces of Dubai, also, as we know. But he, the ad is about him walking to a market. There are people buying things. He walks up to them. He uh, serves you food in a uh, this thing in a restaurant. He cooks your food in another, in the same restaurant, same restaurant. That part
1: is a bit worrying. Yeah.
0: What I loved about the ad, quite honestly, is that it seems like they
1: did punk actual visitors. Yeah. So, so if they are
0: act what
1: a good job. If they are actors, they all need to be employed by the film industry immediately yeah. because those reactions are gold. And
0: I know women... And people who, if Shah Rukh Khan came to their table... To I like how you
1: mean women are not people, but do go on.
0: <laughs> I I live in Delhi, so that sort of seeped into me, this kind of thinking. So uh, I liked her reaction. So there's this table full of people and her child is sitting there at the table. And she looks up and it's Shah Rukh Khan has served her food. And that woman just puts her arms out and he says, Yes, you can kiss me. And she gives him a kiss on his cheek because... I know people like that who would, of like, they can't control themselves when they see Or Shah that Khan.
1: woman who's uh, jogging yeah. and she turns and sees Shah Rukh Khan jogging alongside her <laughs> and stumbles because she just
0: doesn't know what happened. No, so it's a nicely made ad. It builds on his sense of humor and sort of being self-deprecating. And, and looking very hot. Yeah, so it's sad that Shah Rukh Khan once again proves that horrible, it is almost a truth now that men just age better they look good with these wrinkles and their gray hair and their sort of world weariness and women don't look as good it's very sad we
1: are looking absolutely devastated right now you and me with our wrinkles and gray hair but
0: watch the ad it's a it's a nice one super fun
1: I have to tell you, Miss Sen, I was not at all interested in Salman Khan's appearance on Karan Johar's Coffee with Karan. And then you wrote that damned article and I was like, shucks, I wish I'd seen him being a gentleman.
0: He was the epitome of being a gentleman. Okay, You even said that he was witty. He was witty. So for a while now, we have been told that uh, Salman Khan will be appearing on Coffee with Karan. But we were also told that he is going to be, this is in news reports and in the entertainment supplements and so on, that he will be appearing with Katrina Kaif. Right. But when you saw the promo, there was no (laughs) Katrina Kaif. There was Sohail Khan and Arbaz Khan.
1: Easily mistaken. Easily mistaken for Katrina Kaif. So
0: the show had the three brothers
1: who we were told before the show was actually aired that they share an underwear.
0: No, they share many underwears, but they don't share so Sohail and Salman share underwear, but not Arbaz because Arbaz's underwear is too large for them. And then they all three giggled and said, Because you should take it as a compliment, Arbaz. So he took it as a compliment, I think. But the Tell Salman me that's Khan. not what
1: was the witty part of that No, show. no. So
0: Salman Khan was very well-mannered. He did not have his accent. He uh, was self-deprecating. He said that he does not discuss the women in his life and he will not comment whether he's having a relationship or not. Although he said that I am in transit and my luggage is because that Iulia, whatever her name is, has visa problems happening. So that was his subtle way of. And it's so nice when men talk about their ex-girlfriends with love
1: and, and appreciation
0: so anything you asked him he said Katrina Kaif is the best so sweet. even if she wasn't on the list he said Katrina Kaif is top so the brothers also he was very disappointed when Sohail Khan was asked to rate the actresses and Katrina was on the list and Sohail said she's the last in acting talent so Salman just gave him a look so he said this is why it was asked to me and not to you <laughs> and it was quite they were and they were talking about how All his relationships, all the girlfriends have been part of the family. And just because they've broken up, that doesn't mean that the family cuts off connection. So it was, they were very mature. And uh, they were funny. Net-net. Are you now a Salman Khan fan? No, I'll kill myself before that. Or if I'm on a Bombay road, he'll kill me. But there was no mention of black bugs. There was no mention of uh, cases, nothing. So that was obviously decided beforehand that nothing negative will be spoken about. As such, hey,
1: if Sonia Gandhi can do it, so can Salman Khan. If there is one thing that hmm. we can definitively claim as an Indian obsession, yeah, then it is the Kohinoor diamond. This is true. Everybody has heard of it, hmm. even if we don't exactly know what it looks like anymore. I saw. You saw.
0: I went and saw the, In diamond. the Tower of London. Yeah.
1: I like how you said you saw like <laughs> it's just hanging around.
0: <laughs> when my mother took it out of the cupboard the other day. Huh? Your demonetization yeah. was.
1: <laughs> anyway, um so there is a new book that maps the history of the Kohinoor Diamond that's been published by Jaggernaut and is written by William Dalrymple and Anita Anand. Yeah. The uh, brutal history. Indeed. Um now it is a brutal history mm. because a lot of blood has been spilt for the Kohinoor, and in the process of acquiring the po- Kohinoor in different times in history, the way the book is organized is that uh, William Dalrymple has written the first part, mm. which basically tells you about uh, the Kohinoor from basically Garuda Puran all the way till it left India okay. uh, with uh, Dulip Singh handing it over to the British, mm. right, and then. From that point till the present is what Anita Anand has written. Uh, for those who are fans of William Dalrymple, this sounds like a dream because you know he kind of he yeah, does a he great job well. of weaving in mm. different narratives. Unfortunately, if you're also a fan of William Dalrymple, then you'll realize that you're rereading a book, almost. Mm. Um, his one of his recent books was uh, "Return of a King: The Battle for Afghanistan." Mm which is superb, by the way, a lot of what you read in Kohinoor is, is there. there. Because um, because that's where the, the stone ended up going hmm. to. The book Return of a King is about the great game for hmm. Afghanistan. And so all of these players show up quite a lot over yeah. there. Now, what is also a little bit disappointing, I have to say, is that uh, as the authors make very clear in the introduction itself... There just isn't enough known about the history of the Kohinoor, But what they do manage to do very well is show the kind of fascination this diamond held over people. And it is curious because it's not the largest diamond that has been... Also, circulated. it's
0: not the most sparkling. Like, when you see it, it's a dull diamond. Like, you can't understand what the craze is. I think this is also because it was put in the crown, right? That was, And at that point, the British Empire was pretty much the empire. So, that is what made people aware of what the Kohinoor was. Because the queen was sitting with it in her... Head.
1: I think the mythologizing actually began with Ranjit Singh. Mm. Because Ranjit Singh of Punjab, legendary king. But the reason why he's relevant to the kohinoor is that A, he secured it back from mm. um, the last Mughal yeah. in that sense. Not the last last Mughal, but mm. the Mughal uh, emperor of that time. But he wore it as an armband. Ranjit mm. Singh wore it as an armband. And wherever he went out in public, he showed the kohinoor. So in a sense that mythologizing began... With mm. him, and it took on such huge proportions as the British sort of essentially harangued a ten-year-old Dalip Singh, yeah. who was without his mother. His mother had been imprisoned by the British mm. once again. Helpful chaps, those. Mm. Um, his father had was dead. This ten-year-old boy had to resist the British pressure to hand over all that he had inherited yeah. to the British Crown. Obviously, he didn't last out for very long. The Kohinoor is among the things that Mm. he gave away. Now, Anita Anand has this gift of being able to piece together a portrait with very little information. I think for someone who doesn't necessarily know the history very well, Kohinoor is a fabulous introduction. If you do know the history, you might be like, okay, tell me a little bit more. But uh, these are two very, very good writers. They have uh, research that you can trust, which is rare. Uh, they can also. They've also gone through a lot of materials that were previously unaccessible. So, uh, so read it. You will get a lot of trivia.
0: City of stars, are you shining just for me? City of stars,
1: there's so much that I can't see. I have a question for you, Miss Sen.
0: Yes. Did you ever want to be an actress? Wanted to be a singer. Okay. And a performer. So what I wanted kind? to be in a musical. In a Broadway musical, but also on film, I wouldn't have minded. But not in India. Where?
1: <laughs> Hollywood and Broadway only. Hollywood and Broadway. So East Coast and West yeah. Coast. So basically, you wanted what both, uh, what you wanted rather, was a mix of. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling's Aspirations in La La Land. Which is, uh, basically, Emma Stone plays an aspiring actress. Mm. Ryan Gosling wants to own a jazz club. And both of them... Perform? He's also a brilliant pianist. Mm. So he wants jazz to be performed in its purest, Mm. richest sense. And they're both down and out, not getting anywhere Mm. with their dreams when they meet. They fall in love. And because it's La La Land, as in LA, yeah, uh, this romance takes a beautiful turn until <gasps> I'm going to leave it at yes. dot dot dot. But um, I uh, so La La Land is going to be releasing in theaters across uh, Delhi and the rest of the country this Friday. It's been released only in IMAX theaters till yeah, now. Yeah, across. I actually. Th- I'm very glad that I did see it in IMAX hmm. because there's the cinematography is just so beautiful. And this is not I mean, anyone who's been to L.A. knows that this is not exactly what L.A. looks like. Hmm. Um, but that said, nobody said that this was real. Right. Yeah, it exactly. is a fantasy and um, director. it's directed by Damien Chazelle, who obviously has this deep-rooted love for jazz. His last film was Whiplash. Yeah, what Um, a film that was. And like in that one, this is also about being madly and insanely committed to your art. And in the back of my head, while I was watching Ryan Gosling uh, essentially just make all of us fall in love with him while he woos Emma Stone, I was just thinking that maybe the character of the teacher in Whiplash begins here. Oh. Because he is equally passionate passionate hmm. to the point of lunacy practically. Which is like that whiplash teacher. Yeah, except... And he's, the student. And the student. So in La La Land, um, what you have is a love story. But the love story isn't only between two characters. It's with art and hmm. how you stay committed to art and how it challenges you and how you make your negotiations with it. Okay. It is, it is a little bit disappointing for me towards the end. But I don't want to give away why I found it disappointing because I think that's a journey that you need to take. Um, And I will watch
0: it and see whether it was the more
1: romantic you are. I Mm. think the more disappointing you'll Mm. find the end. The less fantasy you expect from life, the more satisfied you'd feel with the end. it has one of the finest opening sequences I have seen on film. Reminded me of West Side Story's opening. Beautiful choreography, great music. You are guaranteed of a very, very good time. For it sure, is definitely worth a watch. Okay. And uh, yeah, you remember Gene Kelly and Ginger <gasps> Rogers. Yeah, so there's this, uh,
0: even the poster is uh,
1: sort of that moment reminiscent of that. That moment where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are dancing with Los Angeles laid out behind them. Gold. And it's Ryan Gosling. Who is delicious. <laughs> yes. All right, we're coming to the end of this week's show. Uh, we've given you a lot to think about, I think. Um, and this seems like a good time to point out that you've given us a lot to think about as well with all of the letters that you've been sending in. Thank you so much. Last week's winners, by the way, are Samit Turki, Akshay Shet, Yoganshu Jindal and Aastha Kapoor. Thank you to everyone else who wrote in as well. And this week's question, ladies and gentlemen, because we were talking about the Kohinoor, hmm. I thought I would ask you a question about that. And here's my question. In the list of the biggest diamonds in... In the world, yeah. at what ranking does Kohinoor come?
0: I know, but I won't give the answer. Because... Thank you,
1: because that would be a little <laughs> defeating, wouldn't it? Um, so yes, yeah, so let us know in the rankings of Diamonds by Size, where does Kohinoor figure? Send your answers to contact at newslaundry.com. And remember, we've got some ex- insanely cool merchandise. Extremely comfortable t-shirts. Yes, I've bought some. They're very nice. They're too much fun. They're Even co- the mugs are very There nice. are mugs, there are coasters. So if you don't feel up to subscribing, buy our merchandise and uh, thus keep things like media independent and free. On that happy note, thank you, Miss Sen. Thank you, Miss Pal.